0: It is Friday, May 25th, 2018. Grizz and Thurner back. Brand new episode of A New Name Same Game. We know it's Memorial Day weekend. Most businesses and things of that nature are out of respect are closing down and not providing their services. But the draft no. never sleeps. It never sleeps. No. This industry never sleeps. So, naturally, after a short one-week break, we have returned with a brand new episode for your, your lovely ears. To soak in and bask in. I had to wipe the dust off my uh, mixer and my computer. Yeah, been it, it's been around for it a while. Seems like it's been a while. It really hasn't been that long, but no. it feels you know it, it feels like it's been a long time. But uh, you know this you know while you're at your cookouts for Memorial Day you know maybe draft drop a little draft knowledge on these folks. Play it on a loudspeaker. Yeah, you know, to turn off the pit bull or. You know, Led Zeppelin, whatever people play on Memorial Day, and just play this podcast at your local barbecue. It'll be a hit. It it will definitely be a better time. Could turn into a family tradition, a party tradition. You know, yeah. a lot of good things to come out of it. Yeah, you know, the, the 4th of July has fireworks. Christmas has presents. Thanksgiving has food. Thanksgiving has turkeys and food. Halloween, you have candy. Easter, you get eggs candy and bunnies and stuff yeah easter depending. grass yeah you get easter grass um new year's you get a ball dropping yeah but i mean what what other holiday are we missing ramadan. labor day um, ramadan you get hungry yeah <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> labor day you get you uh, what do you do on late you know why don't we do this we could we could bunch Memorial Day and Labor Day because they're very similar. Did Labor kinda. Day already happened. No, Labor Day happens in September. So that's the next Fourth thing. of July is next. Okay, then Labor Memorial Day, Day Fourth of Ju- Fourth of July Labor Day. Okay, so we're gonna combine a Memorial Day slash Labor Labor Day. Day. This will be the thing. Yeah for said holiday. We're becoming a national holiday. Yeah, you know, like we just said, every every national holiday has a, a thing that's attached with it and now New Name Same Game is officially the official sponsor of Memorial and Labor Day. Mm-hmm. So Memorial and Labor Day twenty eighteen until forever brought to you by New Name Same Game. Yes. Wow. We are moving up in the world. Yes we are. That happened fast. Uh Des Bryant wasn't able to join us this week. <laughs> he is out looking <laughs> we offered him. A I job. forgot we we. He's uh, been hard at work. We employed Des Bryant. Yeah, <laughs> he's been know, roaring. We haven't seen him at all. And you know he's he's un, he's an unpaid intern, so you know splitting time between living in your basement and my couch, you know, has been tough on him. But he's yep. been working out. Yeah, still hasn't found a team to play with yet. No. But uh, you know he's he's grinding away here at New Name Same Game. That's he, why we missed an episode last week. You know, it was his first real week. Yeah, into. Uh, into the business, the podcasting and, industry. You know, he 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 gave us all of our uh, all of our intel and yeah. and our information and whatnot, and uh, it was bad. It was bad. He definitely had some work to do, but um, he did bounce back real nice this week. Uh, he's given us some good information, and yeah, you know, he's got a. Uh, I don't know if you assigned him anything for the weekend, but you know, he was planning on going to Tony Romo's Memorial Day cookout. Yeah, I have him watching. Offensive line, Division three prospects for next year's draft. Oh, so I, he has to watch every Division three game over the weekend. I had him. Uh, I had him scouting um, long snappers. Oh, nice. Yeah, long snappers in one double A. So that was really. Uh, uh, the big thing i had him doing this week um and you know he he came through he gave me some information which we'll come out with at another time i'm looking forward to the uh the report he comes back to me with for sure uh so yes des is hard at work just so you guys all know uh not a very busy week in the nfl some uh, some news though nonetheless uh we'll start the Reuben missile crisis mr Reuben foster all charges have been dropped against him. Crazy. Assault charges and the marijuana charge he had was also dropped. Uh, so he is now back, I guess. They're just kind of sweet. They're just like, yeah, it's over. Okay. I don't Crazy. know. Crazy. I don't know how that works, but. The girl, said girls, She, she it, said she was lying to, yeah. quote unquote, end him. So uh, in that case, does the girl get in trouble? I mean. I would hope so. Defamation of character? Yeah, you know, Ruben, he could hit her with a suit for sure of some yeah. sort. Um, he he might just be better off just to walk away from the whole yeah. situation. Be a uh, start be the over. Bigger man. Yeah, because he has had quite the awful off season. Um, he was on pace to overtake Alden Smith as the, the I don't know the Bay Area bad boy. I don't know if anyone could take over Alden Smith. Yeah, he wasn't outside of his house shooting guns in Los Angeles, yeah. so that's a pretty. It's a pretty big move there, but yep. uh, yeah, Ruben. I guess we'll be back on the field then. Very talented player. Very good for the Niners. Yes, huge for the Niners. They uh, they had been bank- ben- ben banking on that one. Yeah. Sorry, words are getting a little twisted up. I'm just. But saying. uh, do you think this puts them back into the conversation of being a, a potential playoff team next year? Oh, uh, I think they definitely are a playoff contender. Yeah, uh, I think they were even without him. I think now that might make them favorites. Close to favorites in that division. Yeah. Um, you know, it's a tough one, but them and the Rams are probably they They've made the, the moves. They both have made the moves to, to, power to moves. do it. So, yeah. So, that's going to be some fun games to watch next year. Goff versus Garoppolo. Interesting. Very interesting. McVay versus Shanahan. Also very interesting. Yes. Moving on? Moving on. Staying with the West Coast, Hunter Henry. <laughs> Tore his ACL. The Chargers got got by the injury bug. Again. Yet again. This is this is sad for the Chargers. I liked Hunter Henry a lot. He was a he was A very a uh, budding superstar. Yeah, exactly. And to see this happen to a guy like that, tears ACL, you know, some guys come back from it. Some guys, it just kind of... Yeah. Their career just ends up being a mediocre career then. You know, it's just... You hate to yeah, see It's that really happen. 50-50 to see if he can bounce back from it or not. And you know how much Philip Rivers loves tight ends. Yep. Everybody's going, oh, should they bring Antonio Gates back? I'm like, I don't know if that is your best option. I mean, Gates probably retired for a reason. He's been yeah. around for a while. You might need to make a trade of some sort. I'm yeah. sure there's – and there's some decent tight ends still out on the market. Um, but that's a huge blow. I mean, I from a fantasy perspective, he was one of my top two or three tight ends going into this year that I was going to look to draft. Um, and obviously I like Philip Rivers a lot. He's always putting like an good eighth numbers. or ninth round fantasy quarterback. He's and he puts up huge numbers. Always an afterthought. So yep. I was looking to stack those two together. Hopefully, doesn't look like that's going to be the case this year. No, but we'll see. Hopefully, the Chargers can keep healthy this year. I mean, you know this this is a major injury, um, and. Like we say, I mean, they're—I don't know what it is—is if it's their training staff or their workout regimens or what—but there's guy, they have guys getting hurt like crazy out there. So I'm hoping they can figure something out and stay healthy all year. Because if they do, I think they have a championship caliber roster, in my opinion. Their secondary—they have their secondary is loaded. They've been that good for—I mean, the last three, four Mm -hmm. years they've had that that roster that could really get them somewhere and. Like you said, the injury bug every freaking year. Because if you look, I mean, they have an elite secondary, probably one of the best secondaries in the league. Mm-hmm. You know, Trevor Williams, uh, Desmond King, they drafted Derwin James, Jason Verrett when he can stay healthy. Um, so they're loaded back there. You got Melvin Ingram and Bosa coming off the edges. That's So you have an elite pass rush and an elite secondary, which, you know, it's a passing league. You have probably the top units in both of those categories and then you go to the offensive side you have a great franchise quarterback that can throw all over the field and a decent receiving core and a good running back so they stay healthy i mean the line's not the line's not too bad yeah you know they drafted forrest lamp high uh two two drafts ago and he got hurt missed the whole season last year they drafted dan feeney in that same draft too uh so they've invested into that o-line if they can stay healthy up front i i love the chargers to make a run this year uh they're in a tough division though yep very tough division which we will talk about coming at coming you soon a little later in the near future a big steaming ball of foreshadowing <laughs> <laughs> to anybody that's seen the new deadpool that's that's what that's from uh what else we want to talk about ota started up yep so that's cool uh any any major things that you've taken away or seen? I mean, I saw Carson Wentz was out there throwing Tannehill. Luck throwing a football. Tannehill's back. Uh Brady and Gronk are at the TB12 facility. Mm-hmm. Whatever that is. <laughs> working out together. Yeah, I don't know if I trust that. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I would trust it if I was them, but as a as an outsider, I don't know. Yeah, that's that sounds skeptical. Yeah. Could the Patriot way could be I think I think the biggest thing to take from OTA starting though is football is here. Yes, official activities have begun. Yeah, the draft happened and it was glorious, and now these guys are starting to take the field. They had the rookie mini camp, where pretty much all they did was bringing their rookies and, and mm-hmm. squads. They they filled spots by signing guys and. Uh, it, just to see what they could get maybe get a couple players out of it that that you know kind of took their eye and uh some guys that could call back to training camp yep exactly so th- it's just um you know football is I-, I wouldn't say it's in full swing now but you know OTA with OTA starting i think there's what a uh, couple weeks break and oh, then yeah, the and then they spinning. start and then they start uh camp the wheels are spinning you know i i recently talking about football starting up you know i got our our new well, not new playbook at the the team you previously coached for, that yes. I still coach for. Uh, we got our, you know, our, our new little offensive, you know, what we're doing new this year, what we're keeping from last year. We got some film because we like to run Minnesota's offense, uh, the RPO stuff. So I got all of Minnesota's games last year, the coach's film. Been diving into that a little bit. Um, it's just, it's so great. You know, it's you know, you can sit around during the winter and there's snow on the ground and there's ice raining from the sky and it's minus 30 degrees and watch football and it's fun. But when the weather breaks and you know you start having the you get the meetings and the OTAs start and you know you start looking, and it's Bigger almost June, July here. Things are starting to get going. Yeah, it's great. Before it's we great know it, feeling. it's going to be Hall of Fame weekend in the good yes. old in this wonderful city of Canton, Ohio. Yes, it's going to be. Uh, Nothing like it. Hall of Fame weekend really is the kickoff for football season. It's like a symbolic thing around yeah, here. So that's awesome. Big time. Um, Speaking of, though, should we maybe touch a little bit on the Titans getting the uh, 2019 draft location? That's that's I mean, a pretty big move there. It, I mean it A is. lot of people thought it was going to come to Canton next uh-huh. year. That's I mean, I don't think it's going to be ready for 2020. No. They have a lot of work to yeah. do down there to get that ready for a national event such as the draft. That's um, big for Nashville, though. That's that's awesome. We already got our place booked. Yeah. So we're. I heard about that. If you, I that's mean, awesome. you you are welcome to attend. Yeah. Uh, um, we'll see. F- yeah, we'll see if some things. What like happens? That. Yeah. <laughs> Barring some circumstances. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we we already have a spot booked for the 2019 draft in Nashville. So at least half of us will be representing. Uh, Again. That's going to be fun, though. It's it's going to be a unique atmosphere, I think. I've never been to Nashville. But I hear I've it's a great it's, time. It's, yeah, I've heard it's a, it's a cool place, and it's a unique, like one-of-a-kind type of place. So I think it's going to be a great atmosphere for the NFL drafts and, and fans to go to. And I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, that'll be a good time. I mean, it's about 11 months away, but who's counting, Who cares, right? Who really cares? Who really does care? Who's counting? Uh, some other OTA stuff. Andrew Luck's throwing a football. We talked about that. Aaron Donald is skipping OTAs. Right? I would have loved so. to have seen that first pass that Andrew Luck threw. Yeah, like live in yeah. action practice pass. I just, I don't know. I can't imagine it being very good. If he hasn't thrown a ball in, what, uh, 12 years, <laughs> he, there's no way. I mean, he might have looked like uh, you know, some five-year-old trying to throw a ball. Yeah. I just don't – I can't see him, you know, coming out and having good form, you know, starting where he left off. Uh, There's no way. Yeah, it seems like the last time Andrew Luck threw a football, it was like – a dinosaur we something. should have done that for this episode what where you know how like on on ESPN and stuff they show the last time this happened this is what else they had just happened come up throughout with a bunch of ridiculous yeah. random facts like Albert Einstein invented electricity <laughs> and and all that shit the last time Andrew luck threw a football so-and-so was going on like, I don't know if I was married <laughs> you- it was three years ago wasn't it I think it's... No, it was it was like a year and a half ago. Yeah. That would have been funny, though. <laughs> yeah. I wonder what the number one song was a year and a half ago. Yeah. Hmm. Something we might have to look into for the next episode. Yeah. What happened last time Andrew Luck threw a football? It's a good idea. Okay. A little late to the party, but it's yeah, a great it's idea. It's all right. Who cares? You, know, you should have had your thinking hat on well, in our pre-podcast meeting. Interesting. The vital pre-podcast meeting. Hmm. Yeah, I blame you for that one. Interesting. Um, Our boy... Christian Hackenberg, who once struck me with a football while we were recording an episode of <laughs> the podcast. That. all the way from New York training camp. Damn, that was sailed it, Sailed it to Canton, Ohio and blasted me right in the dome. He has been traded to the Oakland Raiders, which explains the increase in footballs floating around in the Bay Area, yeah, in the actual. Pacific. If, if, if anyone's wondering why they're getting beamed by a ball, yes, there was not a ship. The Area. there was not a shipwreck from no. Dick Sporting Goods. People are not throwing footballs from airplanes. <laughs> it's just Christian Hackenberg, yes, he's, trying to hit a receiver. Yes, he was walking through the streets of Oakland, trying trying to hit a certain target and miserably missing. Yeah, balls are hitting people in the face. They're they're causing car accidents, casualties. I think there's been three casualties since. He's been traded there. Yeah, national security needs to step in. Yeah. Uh, John Gruden, what what is he doing? Yeah, <laughs> questionable. You know, all this excitement. Ten years, what hundred million? So Gruden, to coach. Gruden's off season, he has gotten a hundred million dollars. He has added like twelve guys that are like thirty two years old, and then he trades for probably the worst quarterback. Not the worst quarterback, but he was Hackenberg was a second round pick. At, yeah. I mean Which if he would have went out a year before he would have been, been a no first more, round. Yeah, pass. the Browns probably would've taken it. Yeah. So thanks, Hackenberg. Yeah. Christian. Uh but yeah, he's been traded to Oakland. So John Gruden continuing his questionable off season <laughs> to say the least. I think there's gonna be a lot of questions, even throughout the season, of what Gruden's trying to do. Yeah, I, I really don't know what kind of year they're gonna have. Uh and we're going to get to their draft breakdown here in a second, but yeah, I don't know. It's, it could go either way. You can tell he really wants to bring that veteran presence into the locker room, but if those guys are too old to produce on a consistent basis, you're kind of fucked. So I don't know, Johnny, Chucky. We'll see what happens. Uh, the last thing before we get to the draft breakdown, the national anthem thing, the NFL seems to be getting in its own way again. Uh, I'm thinking a bit of a conspiracy because there was a school shooting and now this happens and nobody's talking about that. Everybody's talking about the anthem. Yeah. But, well, that's for another Fish Out of Water segment which we are not prepared for right no. now. Um, what What's your thoughts on all this? I mean, I, I think they could have just let it go. See, that's, uh, that's what I was thinking. Everybody so- kind of forgot. And I didn't forget about it, but everybody had kind of just Come to terms with it, I guess, yeah. and it was so, so going to be a thing. Since we, since I heard about this, and since we decided to talk about it, I've kind of been running it through my head. And you know, sports at the pro level, you know, they're kind of they're out there to have role models. Yeah. Okay. That's not the only thing you have. You have your role no, role models, and you bring everybody out for the national anthem. You have some guys that stand, some guys that kneel. Okay. There's a little bit of separation, division, okay? Mm-hmm. If you are now making people come out and stand and the other people have to stay in the locker room, then what kind of unity are you yeah. showing with that, you know? you. Know, I, I've never been, you know, I've never looked into this, uh, you know, kneeling for the national anthem and whatnot. But I do think that we you know, with these role models on teams and whatnot, we they're supposed to be showing unity. You know, sports is a great way to bring people together. Absolutely. And now they're using it to divide. Even have more division throughout the league and teaching, you know, the youth and and kids that are coming up that are gonna be great athletes someday that, you know, you are on a team but at the same time, you know, you don't have to You don't have to get along. But, you know, you got to have chemistry. You got to, you you know, everybody needs to be unified. And I'm I'm not talking about unified with decisions. Like, if some people want to kneel, some people want to stand, go ahead. Whatever you want to do is fine. But don't completely come out together and build that wall and put that barrier in between the two separate sides. Right. I agree with you there. I think, uh, I think the whole, you know, keep guys in the tunnel and all that is. It's kind of like a a childish, stupid thing. Like, you know, if your whole team, all 53 guys need to be out there together from, you know, from when the position groups come out all together and everybody's out there to warm up to when they go in at halftime to when they walk off the field. They're together. And like you said, I think, you know, that's – Putting teams in a bind, right there. You know how are you gonna start a game off in, in with good rhythm if you can't even get all your guys on the field at the same time yeah. to come out at the same time. You know. Yeah i I think they should have just let it be. I, you know, I agree. It. I think that they tried too hard. Goodell's an idiot. Um, that I, they should have just let it be. And you know, if, if guys wanted to stand, guys could stand. If guys wanted to kneel, guys can kneel. I mean, for the reason that people are kneeling is, I mean, it's. It's right reason, you know, yeah. it's... Well, but, here, well go, ahead. go ahead. But, you know, it's just, again, it's just the the, the unity, the the chemistry, right. the team building that's not happening. And And this past season, I was talking to somebody about the whole issue. You know, this was an older guy who, you know, seemed like a pretty conservative, old school, you know, what the hell are they kneeling for type of guy. And what I said to him was, okay the words in our country's song are the land of the free and the home of the brave that's not being held up by any standards at yeah. all right now you know with all the the social divide the the racial tension all that shit that's not being held up and at the same time these guys that were kneeling they're, they're it's the land of the free home of the brave it's a brave act to stand up for what you believe in in such a uh big you know I'm trying to think of the word for it, but like, you know, it's such a a big thing such as the national anthem, uh, that's on T V and, you know, everybody's gonna watch or whatever. So, you know, the as a whole, I told him, I was like, you know, people aren't holding up their end of the bargain. Our our country's anthem says this and it's that's not the case right now. So that's what these guys are are protesting, basically. And he you know, he seemed like he really Understood that and changed his point of view on it. So I think, you know, people at the end of the day don't understand what it's about still. People think it's just, oh, they're being disrespectful to the military automatically. Like (laughs) that has nothing to do with it. Yeah. So I think instead of making the issue, making it more of an issue than it already was, I think, you know, coming out and explaining it more so and Trying to get people to understand what it's about, they could have, you know, put some money or some thought into that, doing something outside of the field, talking to people about that stuff. I don't know. I don't know what they already have going on, but that's just how I see it. So, yeah, I don't know. It's just my biggest question for the whole thing is what what could go what what different thing could we do for that you know it's you know colin kaepernick did say you know when he starts seeing change is when he's going to start standing now what constitutes change in his eyes you know Mm -hmm. it could be different from someone else's eyes so there could be always somebody kneeling when Colin Kaepernick is finally standing, or yeah, if, you know, this is just it's just create more. It's issues just more. Than... Yeah, that's all it is. It's just trickling more issues, and it's it, it's going to snowball, and, and it, eventually, it's just get. I, I feel like it's going to blow be, up in the NFL's face. somehow, yeah. uh, one way or another. I mean, they're they're getting in their own way here. <laughs> they really are. Like, yeah, just walking into a wall repeatedly. And then you got guys like uh, Kerr, Steve Kerr, comes out and says, "Terrible idea." Then you got David Stern coming out and says the NFL is doing a great thing. So, speaking like, of NBA anthem, you know J.R. Smith goes to the locker room for every national anthem. I did not know that. Yeah, see, like. But I know he's been a big like activist oh, and yeah. in you know equal rights and, and stuff like that. But I don't know. I, I think the question of of uh, what do we do to to so that everyone's happy will never be solved. Yeah, it's impossible. And I think that um, it's just, you know, it's going to take quite a long time. Either it's going to slowly die off, people will stop doing it, or it's going to just keep making uh, bigger effects in the NFL, like, you know, with different things. Yeah, you just, you got to think there's such a generational gap between the owners of these teams and the players players. that are coming in. Because, like, you know a lot of these owners of these teams have owned these teams for a while and over time just the the difference in 22 and 23 year olds over you know over the past 10 12 years however long it's been you know it's that's changed a lot you know the millennials and all that shit so you know that's that's another thing to to take into consideration you know it's just a lot of these it's like nfl owners old school guys that are stuck in their ways and you know they do things this way and they're butting heads with just a totally different generation of 20 year olds and what they're used to dealing with as far as individuality and expression of freedom and all that stuff so it's going to be quite a quite a bigger issue now i think than it, yeah. than it was going to be yeah, going i think in it's going to cause a lot so. more controversy throughout yeah the life, so thanks a lot goodell yep good job great job raj uh you wanna start talking some draft now? Yeah, we're we're not a political podcast. We are a football draft. We're not podcast. political or politically correct ever, yeah. so <laughs> PC principal from South Park. Would not Great be that. character. Did you just check his privilege, bro. <laughs> uh let's talk about the Raiders. A little draft or math action. The Raiders I think had a pretty ugly draft in my mind. I mean, this is just all part of the uh The Grudenization. Yes, exactly. That's a good word for it. The The Grudenization of the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, Colton Miller. Questionable. (laughs) At 15. That's um, crazy, man. I think they wanted McGlinchey at 10, and San Fran snatched him up, so they traded out, which I think was stupid. But I'm not a fan of Colton Miller. He's a good athlete, but he has a false step coming out of his stance, so he's in half of Josh Rosen's injuries for Colton Miller's fault. So i don 't know about that one uh p j Hall out of Sam Houston State in the second round, also a little steep uh for a guy you know a lot of people thought he was a third or fourth rounder. Brandon Parker, another offensive lineman out of uh, North Carolina A&T in the third round, and then Arden Key in the third round. That's a pretty nice pick. I'll it give is, and I'm that. surprised he dropped that that far. He, uh, I thought he's he gonna was fit, second round. He's going to fit nice in that defense, yeah. especially with Khalil Mack drawing so much attention. Uh, Bruce Irvin's tenure there is going to be coming to an end soon. So Arden Key's a nice a nice piece for that defense. Nick Nelson, the corner out of Wisconsin uh, in the fourth round. Fifth round, they got Maurice Hurst. He fell all the way down to the fifth. A lot of people thought he wasn't even going to see the field. Uh, you know, doctors wouldn't clear him, but he's practicing at OTAs, and I heard he's working with the first and second team already. I'm so. not surprised, honestly. That was one of my guys, man. You know how yeah. high I was on him. So oh, yeah. he's another piece to the defensive front. I'll give Oakland this their, their D line and linebacking core is pretty stout. So they're definitely not hurting in that part. Then they took a punter. Johnny Townsend out of Florida. In See, I had I had a problem with I I mean, I, I don't really care. It's the Raiders, whatever. Yeah. But then I saw a video of this guy punting the ball. He kicked it eighty yards in the air. Holy Moses. Yeah. So he's got a boot. He has a boot. They should have kept Marquette King, though. Yeah. I mean, he was fun. Locker room guy. He's going to Vegas they're going to Vegas too. Like, why not? Yeah, right. That was a bad mistake. Uh Azim Victor, linebacker out of Washington and your boy Marcel Aitman in the 7th round. He fell far. He did fall very far, but um he he was in that situation where he was a receiver at Oklahoma State and you know throughout you know throughout his his senior season there and uh leading up to the draft there was more talk about him moving positions. So, you know, he he probably he has the body of a tight end. He's probably gonna get moved to tight end. Um, I mean six five, two sixteen. They're probably gonna wanna bulk him up some yeah. more. But um he's he's athletic, you know, he's an athletic tight end. I think he's he could be a lot like a Najoku kinda guy where mm-hmm. he's you know, he's more of a pass catcher than he is, you know just a matchup yeah misma- a mismatch creator. Yeah. Uh I would give them like a D. But the fact that they traded for Martavis Bryant and Ryan Switzer during the draft, they added two good receivers to that receiving core after losing Crabtree. Um, I'm going to give them a C. I just – I don't know. I think they could have done a lot better job. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. I think a C is a good grade for them. They reached on a few guys. Their first-round pick, Colton Miller, I was not a fan of. Um, but like I said, they got those two receivers. So I give them a C for that. Um but I mean, I don't know how the Raiders are going to be going and happening this year. I don't know. Gruden has got to shake the rust off. Derek Carr coming off an injury got a hey, lot of pressure gotta, on. Him. You got to think of. Uh, yeah, I know Gruden's been in the box for years and he's been studying these players for years. But you got to think the game has changed so much since the last time he was a. Coach. Oh yeah. So it's like it's not even. It's going to take some time for him to adjust. Yeah, I mean, he's gonna be learning alongside the rest of these guys that are coming in. You know, he's probably gonna be learning more from his players than he's teaching his players. Yeah, seriously, because he'll he'll teach him like the the old school kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, tough the the toughness kind right. of gritty kind of player ish stuff. But I don't I don't know. I think it's gonna to be tough for him. That's really the biggest. I think the Raiders are the most questionable team this year in the NFL because they have. They have talent at all the key positions, Uh, maybe outside a corner if they're okay at corner, but uh, they have talent at all the major positions, and they have a proven coach. It's just been a while for him, so I think they're the biggest question mark going into the season as boom or bust potential. I mean especially after last year where they were supposed to be a boom team and just yeah. kind of shit the well, bed. Their offense was horrible. Yeah. Painful to watch last year. So now it's like now they're back to like okay, what are they going to do? What kind of team are mm-hmm. they really? So, uh moving on, the Kansas City Chiefs, staying in the division. Uh they didn't have a first round pick due to the Patrick Mahomes selection from last year. I think that is going to work He's out fine out for them. For them yeah. Uh they got Breland Speaks in the second round. He's listed as an outside. I think they're going to have him an outside linebacker. He's like a 300 pound. He's like a Terrell Suggs big guy out there, uh, out of Ole Miss. Justin Houston's getting a little old. Tom Bahali, pretty old. So fill and need there. Derek Noddy, the big nose tackle out of Florida State. Another just. Massive individual, filling up in the trenches. Uh, Dorian O'Daniel, the outside backer out of Clemson in the third round. Armani Watts, safety out of Texas A&M. I like that pick. Yeah, that guy's a – I think he'll fit in well back there in that secondary. Uh, Tremont Smith out of Central Arkansas, a corner in the sixth round. And then uh, this was a little bit of a troll pick to me. Khalil McKenzie, the big boy out of Tennessee in the sixth round. He is actually Reggie McKenzie's son, the GM of the division rival Oakland Raiders. Listed as a tackle here, they moved him to guard, though. Have you seen this man? No, I have not. Look up a picture of Khalil McKenzie on your... Oh, boy. He has the biggest legs in the history of America. He is built... Like a brick shit house. Wow! Like both, one of I his legs is like as wide as my waist. It's kind of funny too. Khalil McKenzie is real close to Khalil Mack. Enzy Enzy, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Rivals. How about that? Interesting. A very interesting indeed. Uh, so I think the Chiefs used this draft to add depth um, at a few positions. They spent some money on Sammy Watkins. They're loaded up at skill at the skill spots on offense. I mean, Mahomes coming in. I think Mahomes is going to be fantastic. And he, he's got Tyree Kill, Sammy Watkins, Travis Kelsey, Kareem Hunt, Chris Anthony Compton. Thomas. I mean, yeah, they got they got weapons galore. He's got speed all over the field. Mm-hmm. Defensively, uh, Justin Houston, I think, still has some left in the tank. Losing Marcus Peters does hurt, though. Um, but you got Eric Berry coming back, so you got some players on defense too. But they did a good job just adding depth overall. I give them a B. Uh, you know they didn't have a first round pick. If you if you want to count Pat Mahomes as part of this draft class, I'll give it a B plus. Yeah, since they gave up this year's first for it, I give it a B minus. Yeah, I mean they they are loaded on offense, but they did not take a single offensive player in the draft. Yeah, they're loaded D-N, up in the skills tackle, linebacker, safety, corner. Definitely. Yeah, so. I'm sure they could have found a guy, another guy to put out there, and they but. did go after guys in free agency. So yeah, yeah, I think Kansas City is going to have a fun offense. Defense is their big question mark, though. Um, Will Andy Reid know what to do with you know, all these offensive Aggie. weapons? Yeah, he's he's got an embarrassment of riches. Yeah, his head's going to be spinning. He's similar like, do to an all-you-can-eat all buffet <laughs> of weapons. <laughs> so Andy Reid has his work cut out for him. He's got to figure out how to make it all work. Yeah. You know, these guys are all fast. Maybe Mahomes will just close his eyes and chuck it downfield. And Tyreek Hill will throw up the peace sign. Uh, moving on, the Chargers, who we spoke about a little bit ago. Bitten by the injury bug. But man, they added to the secondary in the draft. They started, Derwin James fell into their laps at 17. That's a great pick to start the yeah. day off for him. Um, you know what's funny, though? We had talked or when we did our mock draft. We we forgot about Derwin James. He fell all the way to, like, 24. Yeah, but we weren't expecting him to fall that far to begin with. Mm-hmm. And he actually ended up falling. Yeah, he decently fell, so that's... We know. were correct. I would, I would give Just that again, a... Once again, proves yeah, we know we are the about. premier podcast for football's future. Yeah. Expert knowledge and opinions and analysis, to say the least. <laughs> um in the second round Uchenna Nwosu pretty uh pretty nice prospect out of USC the outside backer some people see him as more of a project he's very raw uh from a skill standpoint but athletically and explosiveness and all that he's extremely gifted and that's i'm sure he'll he could have a field day on that defense with Bosa and Ingram drawing double teams galore so you know these guys all just make each other better. Uh, Justin Jones D a lot of NC State. One of those big boys on mm-hmm. NC State. Kaiser White. This was big. This guy can smack people. Yeah. Him and uh, him and Derwin James are kind of similar players. Derwin Kaiser White played in that defense where he was a little bit closer to the box. I, yeah. I did a scouting report on him before the draft, so he found a nice home there. Him and Derwin back there could make a nice tandem on you know in special sub packages where you throw five or six DBs with two or three safeties out there, you know what I mean? That's going to be fun. Uh Scott Quessenberry, center out of UCLA, one of Josh Rosen's pals in the fifth round. Dylan Cantrell, big time receiver at Texas Tech. He he put up some good he numbers lit it there. up at the combine too. Yeah. He was fun to watch. And he fell all the way to sixth round. So that's another nice little weapon for uh for Mr. Rivers. And Justin Jackson, the running back out of Northwestern, in the seventh round. I'm going to give the Chargers an A. Yeah, you know they—they they definitely got better. You know they didn't—they didn't fill all their needs, so to say. They added quality players, but they added quality players. I think Dylan Cantrell yeah. could be <laughs> uh, huge a huge sleeper for like rookie of the year because he's going to play in the slot with Phillip Rivers. Yeah, I mean, and Keenan on. Allen. I'd, now Hunter Henry being hurt's a big blow to that, but I think that only helps Cantrell's value in the yeah. passing game. That short underneath stuff. So I mean Travis Benjamin and Keenan Allen just running guys off, and yeah. leaving that middle wide open. And like, you got Melvin Gordon you can hand it off to. Chargers are a sneaky, sleeper, sneaky good. Then you add Derwin James to that secondary with uh, King and Trevor Williams and those guys. Man, fun. Yeah, Chargers are gonna be good, and I think Philip Rivers deserves it. He needs to he needs to hit up the playoffs, make some noise, and in his career, declaring it right now, Philip Rivers MVP. I, I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't doubt that. I mean, with how much Melvin Gordon opens up opens up the yeah. pass game for him for him, it would just I I think it would it, you'd be an idiot not to think that Philip Rivers was gonna be legit this year. Yeah, MVP Phillip Rivers, it's happening for sure. Book it. Hook be it and awesome. book it. Last team we got. Does he here. bring all of his kids when he accepts the award? How many does he have? He has like I think a small like fifteen. Army. Yeah. <laughs> a small army. Could you imagine what like his his house looks like on like a, a Saturday morning or I something? I really can't. It's probably a disaster. His him and his wife's bed probably looks like a Haitian float <laughs> with like thirty people hanging off. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just kids everywhere. He probably steps on all kinds of Legos oh, and toys shit. and stuff. He has to. Oh, man. Builds Phillip, grit, though. Yeah. Phillip Rivers is a gangster. Good for you, man. I, I I'm love am a big fan of Philip. Rivers. Always been a fan. I love how he's so competitive and fiery. The final team, the Denver Broncos. Not a fan of the Broncos. No. Not a fan of John Elway. No. Most in particular. He is a douche. I would say, though, they had a pretty good draft. Yes, he looks like he should be running at the Belmont Stakes this weekend. Yeah, that, he re- <laughs> that set of chops he's got. <laughs> California. Cockboy. Anyways, they did have a good draft. Uh, as painful as it is. They got Bradley Chubb at five. They would have been fools to pass up on him. You, you pair him up with Von Miller. I mean, that's that's scary right They there. were ready to trade, they said in the draft. If, if Browns were to take in Chubb at four... They said that they were ready to trade. And they got their guy. The Browns got their guy in Ward, I guess, and yeah. Chubb's going to fit in well with uh, with Von Miller, Cortland Sutton in the second round. You know, Emmanuel Sanders, the Marius Thomas are starting to get up there in age. So, uh, you know, you give Case Keenum a big weapon. Keenum's not the most accurate guy, so Cortland's got a big old catch radius. You can throw it up to him in the red zone. Uh, I'm excited to see what they how if they put like Sutton Sanders and Demarius Thomas on the field at the same time. I think they would, you know, because they had Cody Latimer, who that didn't work out from Indiana. He was kind of their big body receiver guy, and you know, I think you could put Sanders in the slot in some packages, and you know, that's going to open things up a lot in that offense. Uh, you know, Sutton can go up and get it. So that was a pretty good pick there, Your boy. In the third round, Rolls Royce, who I think is going to end up starting, big fantasy value. Well, they got rid of they got rid of CJ Anderson. Yeah. Um. Who who, who else? The Booker. Yeah, they have um, Booker. Who he's a solid player, but I think Freeman. I think I I think he's going to play a big role in their offense. I agree with I mean, you. there. He's, he's he's a good he's a very good running back. I mean, I'm I'm a little biased, as always, but um, you know, I I like this pick. I, I thought he was going to go in you know late third, early fourth, and he went a little earlier than i thought yeah he that was a little high too, but you know running backs kind of fell off the board early. Rashad Penny snuck into the first round, so that was that was pretty surprising, um so they went and got their guy, and I think he's going to fit in well in that offense. Isaac Yadam, corner out of Boston College in the third round, got to replace akeeb Tlaib. this could be the guy i don't know um. You know, he'll have Chris Harris back there to work with, so he'll be a questionable one. Josie Jewell, I like that pick a lot. He's a an old-school middle linebacker, a Kirk Ferentz guy, so a lot of reps on special teams on the punt team, so at the very least, oh, yeah, you got a perfect sure. guy for the punt team. Deshaun Hamilton in the fourth round, that was a pretty nice pickup, another receiver. One of those guys that kind of laid under the radar, you know? Yeah. A lot of guys, he got passed by a lot of teams, and... I think you could make a difference. Absolutely, again with this aging receiving core down the road, him and uh, Cortland Sutton could be a, a, their next I mean, one-two combo. You know, Cortland Sutton being that big body, they're basically just going after another Demarius Thomas. Yeah, and then going after um, Deshaun Hamilton—that's another Emmanuel Sanders, pretty yeah. much. I mean, basically they're just they're just cloning their receiving core. And <sighs> good job, Elway. <laughs> Gosh dang it, Elway. Uh, but I like that pick. One of my favorite players in this draft went in the fifth round to him, Troy Fumagalli. That guy's tough. He, uh, I think he's gonna again. He's probably gonna see the field as a rookie. I think he could be a starting tight end for them down the road, regardless of the number of fingers he has. But uh, matter, you know, Shaq Griffin just had to one up him and have go with no hand. Fumagalli's yeah. only got like three fingers on his one hand, but he's gonna fit in well. Uh, good blocker, good pass catcher good player. I still have nightmares of him from the the Orange Bowl against Miami this past year. Sam Jones, guard out of Arizona State. Keyshawn Barrera, outside backer out of Washington, and David Williams, another running back out of Arkansas. You know, I watched David Williams a little bit last year. Yeah, He's, yeah, he's a big, powerful runner. Really? Um, he was... He was pretty good. I mean, playing in that Arkansas offense, he likes to run power, yeah. old school I formation stuff. So I, I kind of like that pick. That, I mean, even though he is a running back, and you know, Royce is my guy. Yeah, I do think that he will also, you know, he'll be obviously be a good special teams guy. Yeah, for to sure. Begin, to start out, to start out, and I I do think he will get some carries throughout the year.
1: I don't just to keep he's an eye on big
0: guy. Uh, I'm going to give them an A. They loaded up on good skill positions and which they were aging at. Uh they took a they took a swing on a corner to try and replace Taleb, added a lineman. Um Bradley Chubb on the other side of Von Miller. Yeah. I mean, oh my god. Yeah, gosh, that's man. that's a great draft. Uh that's an exciting division, exciting time for uh the AFC West for sure. So That's going to be a good division to watch. Yeah, for sure. Fun divisional games this year. Hopefully, a few of them are on prime time. So I'm sure they will be. Uh, Gonna jump out of the water for a minute to close it out. Talk about the NBA. Could this be LeBron's final home game in Cleveland tonight? I have come to the realization that LeBron is not leaving. I don't think he is either. I think he's staying. I think the Cavs. Well, obviously, the Cavs have to make some big move to bring somebody else in. They can't. They can't just do it with LeBron and you know Kevin Love with how inconsistent he is. Yeah. They have got to bring someone else that's a better, like a very good role player. Like a lot of people said, you know Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum were just two really good role players. They weren't. James was first team All NBA. so yeah. his value is only going to go up. Yeah, but um, I do think they need to bring a guy in to to help, you know, and kind of get rid of the old. I was talking to someone today. And I didn't hear this from anywhere else, so I don't know if they were just BSing. But they said the Spurs love Jetty Osman, really. And if we were able to package like Jetty and maybe that Brooklyn pick and something else, we could try and take a swing at Kawhi. That'd be nice. That would be insane. Yeah. So I would go for that for sure. But I think the Cavs win the night. The money. I showed you the spread and the money line. Both are huge. They win the night. They win Game Seven in Boston on Sunday. They're Who are they the playing finals. in the finals? Golden State. You think so? You think they Chris win the next two? I mean, Chris Paul's already been ruled out for Game 6. Unless he's healthy for Game 7, man, that's going to be a fun one to watch too. That'll be crazy. I think Golden State's going to pull it out. They are too talented to keep playing like this. How disappointing would that be for Golden State though? I would laugh my ass off. Oh yeah, they go. They get Kevin Durant. They got the. They got this fantastic four that they're rolling with the Hamptons. The Hamptons five. Yeah, bunch of crap shit. And and, you know, and you only have one year where you make it to the finals. Yeah, and uh, you. I mean, obviously you won last year, but I just that'd be embarrassing. I wouldn't want to show my face if I was KD, (laughs) especially. I just hope that. LeBron realizes he's not better off anywhere else than Cleveland right. He now. really isn't. I mean, everybody says Houston. I'm like, he can't go out west. He can't play that pace if he wants to play 82 games and you know, all that shit. He can't he at this point in his career, I just I don't think his legs can take playing in the west. If he goes if he stays in the east, it would be Philly where Ben Simmons can't shoot and they're the same type of player. Joel Embiid can shoot threes, but he's not a three-point shooter. And he shoots a ton. Yeah. Every time he gets the ball in the post, he's shooting the ball. Yeah. They would have to get rid of J.J. Redick, who's their three-point. I just don't think he would mesh well with that team around Philly. I think his best bet would be to stay. We have Love, who he's played with, you know, and then we go out and make a power move before the maybe draft Michael Porter or somebody and – you know, hold him hostage like we did Wiggins, and try and trade for him. Um, I just I think the most logical thing would be for him to, to stay, because um, you know how hard it is to for to play with LeBron, and him going somewhere else would mean starting all over again. And he is learning such... a new system, yeah. Which he wouldn't have a problem doing, but building that chemistry and that rapport with all of his teammates. I mean, it's taken him and Kevin Love four years to have a, an actual connection you yeah. know what i mean so and he's such a like, god in in you know northeast ohio yeah and he has built this this rapport with akron where he's just trying to turn that city completely totally upside his down thing to, don't his foundation donated 40 million dollars to send kids to college exactly last week so like why would he leave that when he is right here and can be a part of that even during the season, you know if he's got if he's got two three days off between games he can make his way down to Akron and you know and, and he can't. he went to a, a, a basketball game here in a girls basketball game here yeah. in town just this past year yeah and you know he, he has so many ties to this area why why do that you know I agree with you there I think the Miami move. That was fine, you know. He he needed to go off, needed a, a different location, needed to have some better sights, and uh, he and needed to learn how to n- exactly, exactly. So I don't know. I think he's staying. I, I I'm about eighty twenty that he's staying. Yeah, I I I can't really see him leaving at this point. You know what I mean? He's he's built something here. He set it. He's created the culture. He's set a standard. I just – I don't see any other possible destination where he would benefit. And, yeah, I think I think it's Cleveland all the way. Yep. I just I, – it's going to suck seeing him carry this team to the finals and then losing to the Warriors. Yeah. But going into this summer, you know, somebody – Kobe Altman's got to make that power move and, and bring somebody in to play with him. I mean, this would be, what, 10 years in a row that he's made it to the finals? Eight. Eight? Yeah. Eight, ever since he went to Miami, he's gone to the finals. I wasn't over. even at legal drinking age the last time he wasn't in yeah. the finals. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, he, his first year in Miami, went to the finals, and has gone every year ever since. Wow. Like, over the past, like, 20 or 30 years, I think every NBA finals has had either Jordan, Kobe, Kobe. LeBron, Shaq, there's like eight guys that have been in the finals over the past twenty years, like every year. It's Tim crazy. Duncan. Yeah, Duncan might have been one of them. It's just nuts, yeah. nuts to think about. But yeah, I think the Cavs bring it home the night. Go back to Boston on Sunday. They'll win one on the road there. LeBron in Game Seven can't bet against him there. So and then we go to the finals and hopefully Chris Paul's healthy for game 7 and I would love to for for the Cavs to go up against the Rockets. I think I mean obviously we wouldn't match up. Yeah, I think it would go it would go 6 or 7 games Yeah, but I think we would win. Yeah, I think that'd be great. Harden the big bedwetter. Yeah. Just last night shows you why Harden is an MVP. This whole series does cuz he has ha- hasn't had a very good series, but the Rockets are still up. So they can win without him. If LeBron had a bad series, the Cavs would Already be swept, and it would be decided. So, yep. just proves once once and for all. Uh, is that all we got? That's it. So that's all we got. One last thing, we'll leave you with. Feel free to hit us up on Twitter with what you guys would like to be referred to as. You know what I mean? You're you're our fans, but we want a name, for, like a specific name for you guys. I can't think of anything off the top of my head. I like, can't either. But like draft heads or or or. Pod pals <laughs> or gamers, you know we with new names, you know, new game. It's I don't know. I don't what do you think? The, I don't know. I, I honestly I can't think of anything. It, it that I think we just leave it up to the fans. You know, the but. show that's in second place behind us, the Tomahawk show, has the Toma flock. So See, that's that's,
1: that's pretty, pretty good. Yeah, that's, that's uh, we'll
0: good. give Joe and Hawk that one. Yeah. Um but I don't know You guys think of something You know At Agent Glute 007 Hit us up with something Maybe At Black Underscore Dave 87 Hit us up with something All you lovely followers Out there Submit us A name for the fan base Cause we need something To start calling We, we, we love you guys And we want to give you guys A great nickname So Agreed Agreed Alright that's it for this week Enjoy your weekend guys Uh Don't get too sloshed At your barbecues And such Uh And remember, just play this over the speakers. This is your new Memorial-slash-Labor-Day tradition. Listening to our lovely podcast. Yeah? Yep, that's all. Instagram, Twitter, SoundCloud, Facebook, all that good shit. Hit us up. We'll be back next week with another great episode. Thanks for listening, guys. Thanks.